I don't know how the hell we got here, but we finally made it to the arc of the storyline where His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, has been canceled because he did some weird-ass nonsense. And we are in no way trying to brush off or take away from the absolute creepiness of it, but it is absurd to wake up to multiple variations of headlines Monday morning that read, Dalai Lama apologizes for asking young boy to suck on his tongue. And, and I guess we would be more shocked if this and worse weren't so common within various religions, but there is something so typically chill about the Buddhist religion that, you know, definitely makes this seem a bit more out of place and shocking. It's insane, and it's even weirder because this Dalai Lama has been representing the religion internationally for nearly a hundred years. So it's like, it's like if the queen did some weird shit in public, which she has, and probably done weirder shit behind the scenes, but, you know, it's just startling. Yeah. But I guess he's so, canceled now, so Dalai Lama's canceled. This wouldn't be the first time either, though. Uh, back in 2015, and again in 2019, the Dalai Lama stated that he was pro-women's rights and a feminist, indicating that once he dies and the Lama is reincarnated, I don't know, the next Dalai Lama might be a woman, but only if she ain't ugly. Yeah, that's the, the one. No fat issue. chicks. <laughs> From his 2015 statement on the subject, the female must be attractive, otherwise it's not much use. And when asked if he was joking, he replied, no, true. <laughs> but uh, back to this latest issue, which is obviously gross, totally out of pocket, and just plain bizarre. Uh, His Holiness... Uh, did that thing where you, you say some weird shit, and if someone gets offended, you back it up with, What? Hey, I was just joking. No, I guess comedy's illegal now. Everyone's too sensitive these days. To be fair, it was his, it's his reps that say that, but, like, you know, they're just covering up the uh, the tracks here. They're just like, yeah. look, it's a funny joke. His Holiness likes to make funny jokes. I thought comedy was legal again. Yeah, why aren't you laughing at uh -huh. this brilliant joke? <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, we highly doubt that the Dalai Lama was intentionally seeking some kind of weird sexual gratification out of this. But again, pretty weird, very bizarre. There was a couple articles that were like, actually, this is in Tibet, this is a, you know, a sign of respect sticking out your tongue. And so you could say that maybe, and I just stopped reading. I was like, there's no way that, that, that this doesn't come off as creepy. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's... Anyways, His Holiness has apologized. And we wish that we hadn't already given you the context for the apology because his statement doesn't provide any context at all. It's also, uh, he's just straight up lies. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> yeah. The Dalai Lama is gaslighting yes. the world. Uh, he is, he is, yeah, he's certainly doing that. And because there is no context attached to the statement, when you just see it out of the blue, it it's very strange and you're like, huh. Well, what's he referencing here? Mm. And this has resulted in one of the weirdest Twitter community birdwatch follow-ups in at least the past few days. So pretend that you have no idea what's going on. Here's the tweet from the Dalai Lama, who may or may not have paid for Twitter Blue. <laughs> a video clip has been circulating that shows a recent meeting when a young boy asked His Holiness the Dalai Lama if he could give him a hug. His Holiness wishes to apologize to the boy and his family, as well as his many friends across the world, for the hurt his words may have caused. His Holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public and before cameras. He regrets the incident. 
Uh, oh, well, what's, mm. what's, what's this in reference to? Well, readers added context they thought people might want to know. <laughs> the Dalai Lama is facing backlash for kissing a child on the lips and then asking the same child to suck his tongue. Oh. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, uh, the replies to the apology were just incredible in their own right. Uh, keep in mind that the role of the Dalai Lama is essentially a lifelong sentence as, <laughs> yeah. as the spiritual leader and only transferable upon death. He has resigned politically, but that was like years and years ago. But you cannot resign as the spiritual leader. Yeah. 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 As long as you're still breathing and living, you so, are the Dalai Lama, sir. So he posted that tweet. and Yeah. yeah so one user replied to the apology saying, not good enough. Resign. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, Fantastic. That's the only, this is the only way you can tell someone to kill themselves on Twitter <laughs> without violating TOS. Yeah. <laughs> when it's someone like who has to be re reincarnated. Yeah, literally like a life, <laughs> lifelong appointment that you can't get out of without dying. Not good enough. But uh, speaking of someone who should resign, <laughs> um, over the weekend, uh, everyone's favorite governor, well, second favorite governor after Ron DeSantis, yeah. Texas' governor, Greg Abbott, decided to do a little uh, preemptive pardoning in uh, the case of a man who was convicted of shooting and killing a Black Lives Matter protester in 2020. Uh, despite what that pesky legal system and a fucking jury has to say, Greg Abbott decided to just jump ahead of the sentencing and let everyone know that shooting protesters is not only A-OK, -okay, but also results in zero consequences. Yeah. You can't really imagine that he would have the same thing to say if, uh, I don't know, the protesters were on his side of the political aisle, which makes it even more insane that he's pardoning a now convicted murderer who literally texted the following to a friend before the incident. I might have to kill a few people on my way to work. They are rioting outside my apartment complex. And I might go to Dallas to shoot looters. Yeah. Sounds like he... Uh, that's what, in the legal community, we call that premeditation. Yep. And that is a, a very important qualifier for a murder charge. Yeah, and according to the Austin Chronicle, Perry speculated about how he might get away with such a killing by claiming self-defense, huh. which is huh. what, what he did in his murder trial. Weird. Uh, the reporting adds that during the trial, quote, prosecutors presented a Facebook messenger chat between Perry and a friend, Michael Holcomb, which occurred two weeks before he shot Foster. In it, Perry argued that shooting protesters was legal if it was in self-defense. Cool. So the re result of the two-week trial was a guilty verdict for Perry with a potential sentence of life in prison. He's scheduled to be sentenced on Tuesday of this week, but shortly shortly after the verdict was handed down, Governor Greg Abbott stepped, well, he, wheeled in yeah. uh, to, <laughs> to issue a statement claiming that he will pardon Daniel Perry, saying on Twitter, of all places, I am working as swiftly as Texas law allows regarding the pardon of Sergeant Perry, with his full statement reading, Texas has one of the strongest stand-your-ground laws of self-defense that cannot be nullified by a jury or a progressive district attorney. Unlike the president or some other states, the Texas Constitution limits the governor's pardon authority to only act on a recommendation by the Board of Pardons and Paroles. Texas law does allow the governor to request the Board of Pardons and Paroles to determine if a person should be granted a pardon. I have made that request and instructed the board to expedite its review. I look forward to approving the board's pardon recommendation as soon as it hits my desk. Additionally, I have already prioritized reining in rogue district attorneys and the Texas legislature is working on laws to achieve that goal. <sighs> 
So to be clear, the protester was holding a rifle, which is, of course, uh, very, very legal in Texas. You can do that. Mm -hmm. but, but according to multiple witnesses and police reports, it was never raised or pointed at Perry, which would have triggered the stand your ground law. Mm -hmm. In fact, when his rifle was examined afterwards, it still had the safety on and no rounds in the chamber, according to the Austin Chronicle. Also, a fucking trial happened. A jury reviewed all the evidence and witness testimony and decided that the stand your ground law was not applicable. This is how trials work. Yes. This is our justice system at work. Abbott chose instead to go over the court's head and just demand that the parole board issue the pardon, which is absolutely going to happen because according to the official website of the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles, board members are appointed by the governor. Oh. So let's just check in and see how Fox News is handling this and... I wanted to speak to one of the few people who knows tonight what Daniel Perry is going through. Kyle Rittenhouse lived that experience. He joins us tonight. Kyle Rittenhouse, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having um, me, Tucker. Okay, sure. Yeah, they had Kyle Rittenhouse talk about it. Very cool. At least knowledgeable in uh, this very specific scenario. Also, the Stand Your Ground, Stand Your Ground is such a fun little law because like this guy, I mean, he didn't just shoot a protester. He drove his car into it, a group of yeah, protesters. Yeah, he tried yes. to run them over with his car. And yeah. then when that failed and the people he tried to run over were obviously scared for their lives, like you would think they would be standing their ground because uh -huh. a person just tried to fucking kill them. But no, that doesn't count. It's only standing your ground. It, it also just works whenever they want it to. There was a recent, uh, I don't want to miss you know, represent it here, but there was a recent case in Florida which has its own stand your ground law, as yeah. we all know from uh, some very big cases over the years. And that's another one, like you could argue that Trayvon Martin was standing his ground because he feared for his life. He was being chased down. Right. <laughs> but there was one in Florida recently where someone used the stand your ground law in their favor, uh, even though they were driving a car and shooting outside of the car. That video is insane. Also just like total, like, He's, he's shooting literally with his eyes closed and shooting out his front windshield. So They're like, coming right for me. Yeah, just, and, and over nothing, over like getting tailgated a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, you know, he had to do it to him. He was, it was he was standing his ground. But wait, hold on. If you thought that, you know, this was the only insanely fucked up thing coming out of Texas in just the past few days, think again. Because a federal judge in Texas is trying and apparently succeeding at banning abortion pills nationwide by suspending medications, uh, by suspending the medication's FDA approval, an approval that goes back decades. <sighs> Here's Politico with more on this. A Texas federal judge ruled Friday evening to suspend the FDA's approval of one of the two drugs used together to cause an abortion, virtually banning the sale of the pills across the country. The decision, however, will not take effect for a week, giving higher courts time to consider the appeal the Biden administration filed Friday night and delaying, for now, the impact on hundreds of thousands of patients who use the medication both for abortions and treating miscarriages. So U.S. District Court Judge Matthew Kazmarek in Amarillo, Texas, an appointee of former President Donald Trump, sided with anti-abortion medical groups that challenged the federal regulation of the drug, ruling that both the initial approval of the pills in 2000, as well as more recent FDA decisions allowing them to be prescribed via telemedicine sent by mail and dispensed at retail pharmacies are unlawful. Meanwhile, a Washington state federal judge issued a conflicting order Friday night that blocks the FDA from rolling back access to the pills in the dozen blue states that brought the lawsuit. The ruling from U.S. District Court Judge Thomas O. Rice, an appointee of former President Barack Obama, clashes with Kazmarek's in that it orders the FDA to maintain the status quo, raising the likelihood that the issue could go before the Supreme Court. Oh, oh good. Mm. Lovely. The Supreme Court. <laughs> 
What's going on with that, by the way? Uh, the one thing that hasn't had any controversy, the Supreme Court, you know, the, the true justice is blind institution in this country. Yeah, I do love that. Keeps everything on the low. Just days ago on this show, uh, I've said, there's certainly going to be more where this comes from. And then like two days later, it's like, by the way, that guy that was, uh, you know, funding Clarence Thomas's like extravagant lifestyle, he's into some severe Nazi shit. A lot of people really uh, showing their ass too. Like so many people coming out to defend him like, oh, so I guess uh, collecting Nazi memorabilia <laughs> makes you a Nazi. Like I collect all sorts of Nazi memorabilia. And then the, <laughs> the funniest thing is like all the highest profile, like big names coming out to defend Harlan Crow. Like people just look and of course Harlan Crow is one of their donors for mm -hmm. like something they work at or work for. So it's, it's part of the deal. Yeah. Harlan, Harlan Crow funds your shit and uh, you have to come to his defense. Yeah, it's uh, and he also it's like, oh, well, he keeps it because, uh, you know, he, he keeps it to remind himself about evil in the world. Also, he has a garden of evil outside and it's like, OK, so why does he keep the Hitler stuff inside his house displayed proudly? And he puts all the communist stuff in the <laughs> garden of evil. Why isn't there any Nazi shit in the garden of evil? I don't know. Could mean could be any reason. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at concerning. This. Uh, so for his part, Biden instructed the Justice Department to appeal the case, adding, if this ruling were to stand, then there will be virtually no prescription approved by the FDA that would be safe from these kinds of political ideological attacks. And yeah, he's right. They could just, yeah, this, uh, <laughs> just I mean, roll back any kind of FDA approval. The FDA, really not something you want to politicize. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, but, you know, as is tradition... Republicans do only seem to care about babies from the moment of conception to the moment that baby exits the womb. Once they're out, they're on their own. Hope I you don't brought, want to play with you anymore. Hope you brought bootstraps, Junior. Yeah. Uh, so for recent proof of that point, look no further than the state of North Dakota, who recently voted against providing students with school lunches and then immediately voted to give themselves a higher budget for their own lunches. Uh, meals in general, they get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wow. I mean, be it, nice. it would be comical if it weren't so blatantly evil. Here's uh, Motherboard with more. A little over a week after North Dakota senators narrowly rejected a bill to provide universal free school lunches, the same legislature increased meal budgets for state employees, including themselves. The Grand Forks Herald reports that on Thursday, the Senate voted 26 to 21 to pass Senate Bill 2124, which will increase meal budgets from $7 to $9 in the morning, $10 to $14 in the afternoon, and $17 to $22 in the evening. It would cost $1 million over two years, according to the Herald. It was sponsored by three Republicans and one Democrat in the Republican-controlled body. House Bill 1491, which fell short by one vote, would have provided lunch free of charge to students from families at 200% of the federal poverty level, or $49,720 for a family of three. An earlier version of the bill would have covered all students regardless of income, but was modified to garner more Republican votes. Now that didn't work. Those damn children need to get a job. Yeah, despite the modification, it still failed to get enough votes, obviously. This is why you don't bargain with Republicans. They don't care. They, yeah. Uh, and of course, there's always a quote. This is from North Dakota Senator Mike Wabima, who now gets $45 a day to spend on food in addition to his state salary while poor kids go hungry. Quote, yes, I can understand kids going hungry, but is that really the problem of the school district? Is that the problem of the state of North Dakota? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Like, I, it definitely like is. What, it, what even is the role of government if, <laughs> if little like starving children is not your concern? It, I the would assume that talking about? the base level, you know, reason for government is protecting citizens. Yeah. Yeah. Making sure basic needs are taken care of. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, he goes on to say it's really the problem of parents being negligent with their kids. Okay, it is, even if that's the case. <laughs> Shouldn't you do something about that? <laughs> yeah, actually, clearly. Uh, the state legislature justified their own food budget increase by saying that it was to make up for inflation. Oh, well, yeah. Despite their inability to see how inflation might also be making it a bit yeah. harder for the parents of North Dakota as well. No, you don't understand. Food's expensive. Yes, we know. <laughs> and maybe providing food to kids in school would, one, help ease that burden slightly, and two, be common decency as well as something that every school district in the country should be doing if we actually cared about the health and well-being of children. But we don't. Also, it, it would be, it's not even it would be one thing if the meals were actually substantial or tasty. Yeah. They're garbage. Yeah, they're feeding them slop. Yeah, it is, it's like <laughs> prison food. Yeah. And they still won't pay for it. Yeah, it's pretty, uh... But yeah, let's switch over to some good news real yeah. quick, because one of the recently expelled representatives from Tennessee, Justin Jones, is already back in his position after the Metro Nashville Council immediately reappointed him to his seat, yeah. which is apparently inevitable, considering that due to the expulsion, they didn't have a representative for their district. So this entire thing was just a huge fucking L for state Republicans who turned a peaceful process into a massive nationwide story, raised millions of dollars for local Democrats, and have nothing to show for it themselves because... He's right back where he started, and even more emboldened by his constituents than ever. Also, he's famous. A lot of people are like, I've never heard of this guy before. I'm like, oh, he seems pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, it couldn't have backfired more yeah. spectacularly. Cool. I Thank you for introducing me to Justin Jones, Tennessee yes. And Justin Pearson. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. So, bravo. Great job. Here's local outlet, The Tennessean. During a special called meeting Monday, the council unanimously voted to reappoint Jones to the seat. Three members were not present for the vote. Immediately after the vote, Jones and hundreds of protesters marched to the Capitol where he was sworn in again before taking his seat on the House floor as session was ongoing. Quote, I want to welcome the people back to the people's house. I want to welcome democracy back to the people's house. He Jones also added, I lived, bitch. That's <laughs> yeah, what Jones said in his first remarks back on the floor. On last Thursday, members tried to crucify democracy, but today we have a resurrection. He did the Easter thing, yeah, too. Yeah. Today, 78,000 people have a voice in this chamber once again, he added. No expulsion, no attempt to silence us will stop us, but only galvanize and strengthen our movement. We continue to show up in the people's house. Power to the people. So, yeah, truly epic, incredible rake-stepping by Tennessee Republicans who've done irreparable harm to their own party once again. Yeah. No shame, though. As for Justin Pearson, the other rep who was expelled from the House, his district has called for a special meeting on Wednesday with their local news station adding, Pearson won a special election to the seat in January and had just been sworn in. The Shelby County Commission must appoint an interim representative until the next election. That interim representative could be Pearson. Michael Lowry, the chairman of the Shelby County Commission, said a special meeting has been called for Wednesday to vote on the appointment. So we would hope and assume at this point that they will reinstall Pearson, closing out this ultimately hilarious fumble by members of the GOP, which also might explain why they've all chosen to uh, instead focus on buying and then destroying Bud Light instead of commenting on these expulsions or the abortion bill, uh, the abortion pill thing. It's uh, uh, These are very unpopular things with uh, a lot of their constituents. You see the one post where the guy's like, I don't give a shit who, yeah. who markets it. He's like... <laughs> 
it's like the perfect example of like your heart's in the right place, but he's like dropping fucking slurs and <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, right, right for the wrong reason. Yeah. He's like, I don't care if you can find love in this world, this cruel world of ours. Yeah. Like so good, be it. So be it. I'm gonna keep drinking my bud light. Uh, speaking of like right for the wrong reasons, <laughs> so many uh weirdo Republicans, uh, and we'll get to the fact that a lot of them just went with the other major beer brands, which also do the LGBT. Well, this is like the funniest outreach. Way- it's the funniest way for them to find out that the uh, alcoholic beverage industry is like a the most consolidated industry on earth. There's yes. like two companies own fucking everything. But uh, uh, in some cases, being right for the wrong reasons, they've discovered local craft breweries who uh, don't yeah. make their political positions known or don't have a track record of doing this. And it's like, hey, just found out that I can actually support local business. And it's like, oh, well, you got there, I guess. Yeah. For completely selfish and hateful reasons, but uh, you know, you got there. Also, I mean, I would, I would imagine that most small breweries are uh, probably even more to the left than Bud Light. Well, like, uh, <laughs> some de- of them are depending sh- on where they're yeah, located. Some of them are, are shitty, but like, I mean, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, last week we showed you the video of Kid Rock firing countless rounds of ammunition into cases of Bud Light. What a cool guy. And for a slanting, Grandpa's feeling frisky today. <laughs> Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Very weird way to intro that video. Uh, but for a slight update on that, Kid Rock appeared ringside at the UFC fight this weekend, and that was, of course, alongside Donald Trump. And in some of the photos, it looks like Kid Rock is wearing a brace on his firing hand, Ooh. indicating that he may have injured himself during the Bud Light destruction stunt. Wow. Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. That's kind of the only thing that lines up with. with yeah. That. Well. But if you thought Kid Rock shooting a couple cases of Bud Light or Travis Tritt banning Budweiser from his tour riders despite looking <laughs> yeah. like a drag queen That's himself. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah, this man is flamboyant is the, the best way to describe yeah. his look. Hey, look, we all got a little crazy in the 90s, didn't we, folks? <laughs> also, yes, uh, this weekend was filled to the brim with conservatives showing off their new favorite beer brands as a way to protest the whole you know, woke agenda, I guess, only to be called out nearly every single time because... Nearly all the brands featured have done their own pro-LGBTQ campaigns. And in some cases, specifically the one with Dan Crenshaw, the the beer brand that he switched to is owned by the same company. Saw Bud Light's stupid ad campaign. So guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna throw out every single Bud Light we've got in the fridge. They gotcha. He is gonna be so upset when he finds out when clearly, the, out of all the states, his state has probably more breweries yeah. per capita than most places. Yeah, it's got to be up there. Yeah. But speaking of updates, uh, we regret to inform you that a fourth Norfolk Southern train has derailed. Here's more from the train news website, trains.com. <laughs> and yes, there are other mainstream sources regarding this latest derailment, but there's no way we're not going to reference the fact that a train news specific site called trains.com also has the scoop. Yeah. So here you go. Two crew members were injured Saturday night when a locomotive and 11 cars of a Norfolk Southern train derailed Saturday night. 
Okay, so that was the fourth one, actually. The third derailment happened in Pennsylvania the same day. Uh, trains, <laughs> Two in one day. Trains.com continues. Also on Saturday, an NS train was involved in a minor derailment in Pittsburgh. In the Alabama incident, the railroad said the locomotive rolled onto its side, spilled some diesel fuel and engine oil. The crew members were transported to a hospital and later released. The Pittsburgh incident occurred before 10 a.m. Saturday morning in the city's Esplen neighborhood, the Pittsburgh Tribune Review reports, and involved five empty cars. No injuries were reported. Now, you must be saying, okay, that's probably all the Norfolk Southern news they have for this episode. But no, sit back down. Prepare yourself for this update regarding the first Norfolk Southern derailment from earlier this year, the one with the toxic chemicals and the explosion and all that. Now, according to local outlet WKBN, a truck carrying toxic soil being removed from the site of the derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, overturned during its route, spilling the toxic soil in a completely new location. Here's, here's from their reporting. According to the Ohio State Highway Patrol, a commercial vehicle hauling 40,000 pounds of contaminated soil from the train derailment site was involved in a crash on State Route 165 near Waterford Road. The northbound tractor trailer traveled off the right side of the roadway, hit a ditch and utility pole, and overturned onto its right side. Highway Patrol estimates that approximately 20,000 pounds of soil spilled onto the roadway and berm. The local fire department and the Ohio Environmental Protection Agency, who I'm sure were... God damn it! Uh, <laughs> they were called to the scene. According to the Ohio EPA, the spill was contained and is not a threat to nearby waterways. I don't believe you. Just insane. Like, all right, we're getting, we got all the, you know, the contaminated soil out of the area. We loaded it into trucks. Finally, we can put this all behind us, except for, you know, the probably years, if not decades of reports of whatever is left over and yeah. uh, hurting the residents. But anyways, for now, out of sight, out of mind. We regret to inform you the truck has spilled miles away, contaminating an entirely new site. We did it. Yeah. Also, update on uh, Billy McFarland. It is official. He has announced Firefest 2, which should be enter an entertaining topic to follow along with yeah. uh, if it even happens. Yeah. Honestly, there's not much else to say. He literally just said that it's happening. He posted the following on Twitter. Fire Festival 2 is finally happening. Tell me why you should be invited. And most of the replies seem to be from the same types of weirdos who are desperate for attention and fame. So really nothing to see here until the inevitable failure. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. And you keep an eye on us it's by watching our two previous videos that are about to pop up on the screen. But as always, it's time for us to grovel at your feet. Oh, thank Please. you, benevolent viewers, for all of your likes and your comments. We really appreciate leave it. Leave a like, leave a comment, suck on my tongue. See, uh, please <laughs> suck our tongues by leaving a comment. And if you really want to suck our tongues, which sounds terrible and even worse in the context of the Dalai Lama, uh, you can, uh, this episode wasn't sponsored, so you're the sponsor. If you want to sponsor, you can click the join button. You can become a recurring sponsor for just $5 a month, or you can drop a one-time donation and let everyone know how much you donated because it oh. pops up in the comments and That's everyone, everyone's been very nice. They thank everyone for discovering this hidden gem of a show and, uh, you know, commenters support commenters. They That's see, right. they see that big donation logo and they're like, thank you. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Uh, anyways, that's enough uh, from us begging. Leave the like. And uh, watch our videos. They'll pop up right now. There they are. We have a new episode of Weekly Weird News and a new episode of News Dump. Check both of those out. And we'll be back with some tech news. And 
Yes, he did change his name to Harry Balls or whatever, but it's dumb and we're not really going to talk about that because he's an idiot and his jokes aren't funny. Bye. Bye.